Hello and welcome to Logical, the UAE's first and we believe only regular legal podcast. My name's Tim Elliott. Logical comes to you from the offices of the Dubai-based legal firm HPL, Yamalava and Plethka. And as ever, the manager partner is here and that is Ludmilla Yamalava. Good to see you. Good to see you too, Tim. Ludmilla, this time we're looking at a new law. Not lots of questions to be answered, but it's a fascinating uh, new law, I think. And it regards a public registry for companies' information that has been issued. Now, the new law is officially in legal speak. And I'll ask you to translate this in a second. Cabinet decision number 107 of 2022, issuing the executive regulations to federal decree law number 37 of 2021 concerning the commercial registry. What does that mean? Indeed. So um, ultimately, this uh, relates to the UAE companies law. Uh, And um, these are the two separate legal authorities, as you rightfully said. Uh, One was issued in 2021 concerning just the the commercial registry. And then uh, the the latest one was just literally a few weeks ago. became available, but it's dated uh, 2022, at the end of 2022. And that's basically add-on or a further explanation to the previous law on the commercial registry, and in particular how this commercial registry of companies in the UAE will be managed. Mm. Uh, now, this is not a law that, or a set of laws that have been talked much about, uh, but I find it, uh, from a professional standpoint, fascinating. Because ultimately what this new, or the latest Cabinet Resolution Number 107 of 2022 states is that now in the UAE for the first time ever, there will be a public registry of all companies. Uh, So it's important to perhaps take a few steps back to explain what this means and why it's such a huge uh, development. Uh, So historically, and to this day, actually, in the UAE, we don't have what's called a federal company. So we don't have a UAE company, for example. So that's based a company license that allows you to operate all over the UAE. The UAE, while physically it's a small country, geographically rather, but there are seven emirates. Uh, So if you want to operate in the UAE, in all of these emirates, you ultimately need to have seven different companies, seven different licenses. So if you want to be based in Dubai, you have to have a Dubai license. If you want to be in Abu Dhabi, you need to have an Abu Dhabi license. If you want to be in Ajman, you you need to have a third Ajman license. Now, all these licenses can be ultimately connected. You can have a holding company, let's say, in Dubai, and then the Dubai entity will have a branch in Abu Dhabi, and then we'll have a branch in Ajman or Ras al-Khaimah or wherever else in the UAE. But but in any event, each one of these entities will be a separate legal entity. So, in other words, if you want to operate in any one of these emirates, you have to have a special and a dedicated legal entity that is um, based and registered in each one of these emirates. So you cannot just have one UAE company that allows you to work and operate in the UAE um, uh, in general. Uh, so as a result, uh, because of this um, this system, historical system, and that's because also every emirate has the ability to regulate its own kind of company uh, company law. So as a result, uh, every emirate has its own um, its own registries of companies, but. To add to that, another layer to it is that historically we had these what's called the mainland companies or often called LLCs, and then you had the free zone companies. And that, um, and that distinction was especially important in the past because uh, historically on the mainland companies, if you have a, a business on the mainland, you needed to have a, a local or Emirati ownership 
at least 51%. So majority of the mainland companies or LLCs in the past required to have a UAE national uh, as uh, 51% plus shareholder in every company. And so there are four the authorities had created a specialized free zones uh, and that are sort of were based around the mainland. And those free zones um, um, had did not have the restriction of uh, Emirati ownership. So the uh, companies in, within the free zones could be owned 100 percent by expats. Uh, so that was kind of the historical, perhaps, uh, bag, backdrop of why uh, free zones were introduced and, um, and, and also why they were so popular. Uh, so, uh, and again, this is a very high-level uh, debrief or overview of, of mainland companies versus free zones. Uh, there are a few more nuances, but basically, in relevant terms, those are the main differences. On, ma- on the mainland company, you needed to have a UAE or an Emirati national as, as one of the owners, and 51%, not, not a small ownership. <laughs> and then free zones, it was much more it was freely available to expats to own whatever percentage they wanted. Now, as a result... What ended up happening is that in addition to every emirate having its own companies, basically laws and companies of registry, uh, they would also have within each one of these economic zones, there were their own registries. So the mainland had its own has its own registry and the mainland companies are uh, under the authority and jurisdiction of what's called the uh, DED or Department of Economic Development. So all the mainland companies, LLCs were licensed and regulated by DED, Department of Economic Development. And, and every emirate has its own DED. So let's say Abu Dhabi has its own DED uh, uh, registry, and then Dubai has its own registry, and Iraq and Ajman have their own DED registry, and so on and so forth. Now, in addition to the DED registry, the free zones, every free zone had its own registry. So let's say if you are in the Silicon Oasis free zone, or in TCOM, or in DMCC, or in JAFSA, each one of these free zones had its own registry of companies. So, and in Dubai, some of these free zones over the years have been consolidated, but there were at least, at any given time, there's at least 20 different free zones. So, as a result, what would happen is that in Dubai, let's just take Dubai as an example, because Dubai had the largest number of free zones, other Emirates would have um, just two or three. Uh, so you'd have, if you will, three different, or several different registries. So you'd have the mainland or DED registry of companies. You'd have the DMCC, let's say, registry of company, the JAFSA registry of company, the DIFC registry of company, and so on and so forth. So there wasn't even within the emirate, there was, a, there was not one centralized database of all companies. Uh, so, and that, so it's been kind of very, very fragmented. And so if you wanted to know, for example, um, find out about is there a, where a particular company is, is, is based or whether a particular company exists in the UAE. There wasn't one centralized place to go and see. Okay, uh, so whether this, uh, such and such company is, is registered in the UAE. And it was basically historically because of this kind of evolution of um, companies' laws and, and companies' registries. So it was also fragmented. However... Uh, but let's say, before I go to the however, but even within each one of these company registries, the information that was available to the public was extremely limited. So all you could do, for example, if you go to the DED uh, registry company on the website, uh, all you could see is the name of the company and maybe their address, maybe, uh, maybe P.O. Box, maybe, uh, but not much more details. Uh, then, as time went on, in some of the some of the economic zones, there was a little more level of detail. In some places, you could even see who the manager was, but it, again, it was not very comprehensive. 
But ultimately, there was just basically the, the rest of the information about these companies was um, not disclosed publicly. In other words, there was very, very, very limited, almost non-existent public, uh, public information about businesses or companies in the UAE. And that's unlike so many other countries. So if you were in any, let's say in Europe or in the UK or, or in the US or Australia, if you want to know anything about a particular company, you go on the website, on the Google or whatever internet search, you write the name of the company and it will basically pop out and show you where it's registered, who the owners are, uh, what, what shareholding structure they have, directors and so on and so forth. Ultimately, basically all that data was publicly available. In the UAE, that was never the case. And in fact, it was even this, this mindset that had developed where any such information about the company was considered to be confidential. So let's say even in legal terms, for us as legal practitioners here, whenever you're trying to negotiate an any kind of a contract or sign a contract and you ask as part of this contract, well, can we please see your trade license to make sure that you basically, A, have a legal entity and that B, that you are the authorized representative of this entity and then C, that, you, you know, you actually have the, the signatory authority to bind this entity, for example. Just getting a copy of the trade license, even in that kind of a commercial transaction, it was just, it was like a non-starter. It, people mm-hmm. would think you're crazy. You are like, you're asking to enter their bedroom. And find out there's other bedroom <laughs> secrets. I mean, it was literally the mindset had been created such that this sort of this very, very much shrouded in history and secrecy. And uh, and perhaps this is also why one of the reasons why the UAE has been so popular with so many people coming and setting up companies here because there was no public disclosure of information, period. Well, interesting enough. So, and I'll come back to this, this law that we're discussing today, but a few years ago, all of a sudden, and it wasn't really talked about much, and we just basically stumbled upon it, to be honest with you, uh, there was uh, appeared to be this, what's called the UAE Economic Registry. So this, for the first time, there, would, there appeared to be a, a, a centralized database of companies listed in the UAE. Companies. And so that mean, and that just appeared like out of nowhere. We just stumbled upon it by accident. And there it was. And we were like, wow, what is this? Because previously, if we wanted to find anything about anybody, any company, you had to literally go zone by zone, website by website. Uh, all of a sudden, there's this UAE economic company registry. So, and this registry basically uh, was the, it became the database of more or less UAE centralized database of all the companies in the UAE. And it was pretty obvious that at that point in time, it was still being populated when we discovered it about three years ago, uh, but or two years ago. Yeah, but it was um, certainly a step in that direction of created, uh, creating a consolidated database of all businesses and companies set up in the UAE. So that meant, in, in specific terms, it included... All the mainland companies in every emirate and all the free zone companies, including, for example, my law firm is listed there as well, and so on and so forth. So all of these details, all of these companies that are set up in different uh, different uh, emirates, in different economic zones, in different free zones, they were now being populated in this one database of companies, which we thought, wow, that's pretty amazing. It's so helpful and for us. In, in legal terms, this was extremely helpful because we can all of a sudden now be able to just go to one place, one source to, to find information about one company or another. So, okay, so we, we thought that was an extremely valuable, at least for, for us as legal practitioners, but also just as in terms of residents in the UAE to have this one portal information. Uh, but once again, in terms of the level of detail, what's available in this portal, it's fairly, 
really it's it's perhaps more specific than what existed before, but it's still fairly limited. So in general terms, it would just have the name of the company uh, and maybe where it was based, which free zone or which economic zone. Uh, which emirate will be Dubai, let's say DD, or Dubai, the DMCC, or JAFSA. Uh, and in maybe address, maybe address. And in some cases, we could see who the manager was, in some cases, but again, quite limited. So it seemed to be there was perhaps more, uh, if some companies offered to, to disclose this uh, publicly to begin with, maybe that's kind of the, the data that appeared on that list. Uh, and so while we, you know, this was still a, a big development in terms of just having one centralized list and database of all UE companies, but in terms of what you can find out about them, still fairly limited until this new law or this new uh, cabinet decision number 107 of 2022 um, came to be. Now, still, this is just the law. This is just the authority in terms of its implementation. It, it will take some time, but... The law is already in effect, and as per this law, now all information about company ownership in the UAE will become public. So now that means that all the details that we have previously not had access to will ultimately become publicly available. So as per this law, what it does is so it creates this public registry of companies. So we were assuming maybe it will be the same UAE economic registry. And that will be used as, as the portal or maybe be a spinoff from that. But as per this law, so these are the details that will now have to be publicly available. Uh, so one, the company's details, and that um, all company details included or and not limited to uh, addresses, license details, legal form, limited liability company, or limited liability partnership or a sole establishment, whatever the legal form may be, and the manager's name. So that's all, all those details will have to be available and disclosed publicly available about the company. Furthermore, that's one level. Furthermore, all about the owners. And so now this public registry will have all the owners' names and the details, such as contact details, mobile number, mobile phone number, an email address. And check this out. And this, I still have big questions, Mark. Emirates ID and passport number. Uh, publicly available. That's what at least the law states. Now we'll see how maybe it will not be the entire number. Maybe it will be, you know, some some sort of number is blocked off. But yes, basically the law clearly states this public uh, public registry of companies will include this information about the owners, including Emirates ID and passport numbers, in addition to their contact details and phone number and email. Yeah. So a full correct up-to-date list of company information freely available in the public domain is what you're saying basically but there's another layer so there's one is the company the other is the owner and the third layer is management okay so now the registry will also include and by the way the, the, the law is unequivocal in its terms as must include right so it's pretty pretty unequivocal Ooh. must include the management details which includes directors names and their details including Emirates ID numbers and or passport numbers and ultimate beneficial owners or UBOs. Okay, so th this is an extremely uh, transparent approach. Absolutely. So in a way, the UAE is not going to be brought 
uh, onto the same level as perhaps um, in terms of companies' laws and companies' uh, registries um, that have existed in other uh, in other countries in, in Europe and in the U.S., Australia, and sort of more Western countries. So yes, it, you know, historically in those countries, all this information has been publicly available. Uh, apart from, as you recall, the offshore companies, right? So offshore companies—that's sort of the definition of offshore companies—that they. It's you couldn't you you could never get to the details of who owns the offshore companies. There's a whole sort of definition and and the whole reason perhaps behind the offshore uh, company setup is that it was they were registered through agents and who the owners were. This was uh, completely uh, not available, a secret secret information, and not available to the rest of the world until you remember the Panama Papers and the Pandora Papers which have basically leaked all that information. But in those cases, those offshore companies are, by their design, uh, meant to be basically kind of secretive in terms of uh, ownership and management uh, and who the ultimate beneficiaries are. So that's by their design. But even then, obviously, with these leaks, that design can sort of is, is coming apart <laughs> the scenes and the whole sort of offshore world is becoming perhaps less um, um, less so than it was before. Uh, but this was, but it was still limited to just the offshore structures. Now the UAE has had basically that kind of uh, a shroud of perhaps lack of transparency with regards to just companies in general, onshore and offshore, including. Uh, so until basically this this new law. So as per this new law, as you said, it will be extremely transparent. So now this is what the law states, right? How it's going to be implemented, how soon, and but we're speculating, given uh, having seen. How this um, uh, this public registry, the current public registry, is being developed or evolved, as I just described, I would I would speculate that at least that the information has been gathered over the last several years, and also we have seen some of this sort of transparency and, and steps towards transparency over the last several years with all these anti money laundering laws and the economic substance laws, and we've talked about them on this podcast, and we have. A special dedicated podcast to each one of these topics. Uh, and so I guess we'll talk more about them because there have been more updates. But as far as, this, for example, anti-money laundering laws, we've seen, in fact, a lot of these economic zones and um, JAFSA offshore in particular requesting more and more information about the UBOs or the ultimate beneficial owners. And we've been kind of stretching, scratching our heads trying to figure out what, what you know, to what end, why is this information being gathered? Well, now... Perhaps, um, you know, it's, it's all kind of come, uh, become a lot more clear and it'll kind of make sense is that over the last several years, the authorities have been gathering this information and collecting, obviously, with some kind of ultimate objective in mind. And I would say that perhaps this is the objective is just to make this information publicly available to uh, to the rest of the world. So uh, this will be interesting because historically UAE has been very popular for a lot of um a lot of businesses, a lot of individuals setting up many, many, many different structures here because of this sort of uh, opaqueness in terms of the, you know, who owns it, uh, who manages it, and who the people are behind behind the scenes. Well, with this new law, I would, um, I would, I would, I assume and I anticipate that this will change tremendously, and that all that information once it becomes publicly available. Uh, perhaps will sort of change the dynamic of the UAE, and that that comes in light and along with other efforts initiatives the UAE has been so insistent about in terms of um, uh, becoming more included at the kind of the level of uh, other 
uh, the big boys, so to speak, on the economic and the world scene in terms of how it's perceived as an economy and as a business center. Um, so it doesn't have these kind of blemishes of being too opaque or being too secretive. And so it's in line with all these uh, initiatives to you know, be taken off the gray lists, um, which we, every so often the UE ends up on. Um, so they've been introducing these anti-money laundering laws, the economic substance requirement laws, and a number of central bank laws. And um, you know, I guess you know, the new companies laws. And now on the back of this new companies laws, this is public registry. So I would um, anticipate the UAE business um, uh, foundation or sort of framework change significantly in the next uh, year or so in light of this new law. That is fascinating. That's another episode of Logical, the new law recording a public, uh, regarding sorry, a public registry for company information here in the UAE. Our legal expert, as always, Ludmila Yamalova, managing partner here at Yamalova and Plethka. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Find us at Little White Law, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. We have a huge, ever-growing library, hundreds of podcasts, all kinds of legal matters here in the UAE for free to listen to, to have a legal question answered in a future episode of Logical. Or if you'd like to speak directly to a qualified UAE-experienced legal professional, click contact at lylawyers.com.